The internet is crammed full of information, some of which is educational, some of which is entertaining, and some of which is unexplainable, according to those who write it. Shipped High in Transit is a podcast that aims to investigate unexplained phenomena and present the evidence and facts with the objective of proving or disproving those urban legends from around the world. Hello and welcome to Shipped High in Transit. My name is Tom. And I'm Ant. And uh, today we are bringing you a show which includes, um, this is the pilot episode of uh, Shipped High in Transit. I've come down an octave. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel that intro lends itself to a slightly more subdued. Yeah, our other podcast is usually high energy to start with. Yeah. How odd. Uh, Well, it it marks a um, a definite split, doesn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, yeah, our other podcast, by the way, is called Anywhere But Here. Yes. Um, you've probably, you're probably hearing this on Anywhere But Here for the first time. Yeah, we've put it out as an episode of Anywhere But Here, but we're also putting it out on its own right as well. Yes. Yeah. Later on at some point. So it's all a bit confusing at the moment, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. It is a bit whispering Bob Harris, isn't it? (laughs) It I think I should just turn us up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, yeah, so for this pilot episode, we're basically trying it out. Um, essentially, the um, the premise of Ship Tie and Transit came about during um, our crossover show with the Nerd Church podcast back in November, September. Yeah, so episode 16? So, so it would have been like Oh, no, earlier. it was much earlier. I think it was in the summer. During yeah. the summer, blimey, okay. Um, so, yeah, with Anywhere But Here and Nerd Church, we did a crossover, and basically what came out of that, I mean, you you can recount the story. Yeah, it was um, uh, one of the members of Nerd Church called Ira. Mm. He uh, came up with a story. He was telling us a story about uh, the origin of the word shit mm. itself was um, from... It's like a shipping trade, wasn't it? That's Where they right. used to ship manure and things like that in yeah. containers. And apparently... And it was a whole thing. If it was down low in the ship, then if it got wet or something, it would start... Um, it was highly combustible, wasn't it? Yeah, something? it would like... It would... Methane, it would emanate mm. methane if it got wet and started rotting. It would Like methane gas would come out. So yeah. it had to be shipped high in transit. So it was yeah. an acronym that they used to put on the side of the containers. Mm. Turns out that was total shit. Yeah, it was complete bollocks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that was just like something really interesting. And it was like, and then after people had listened to it, someone commented on our Twitter, um, which is ABH, at ABH Pod, by the way, mm-hmm. if you do want to talk to us. Um, <laughs> someone commented on there, there should be a regular show with the Nerd Church and anywhere but here called Ship High in Transit. Yeah. I think um, it was Aussie, wasn't it? It was Aussie, Aussie, yeah. yeah. And then I, t- I said, oh, that's a brilliant idea. We should call it Ship High in Transit. And then I thought, why don't we just take it a step further and just just use the, the basis of Iris Story as the basis of the podcast where mm. we take the these commonly held, like the stuff people have been told and they just accept at face value and it's actually not true at all. And yeah. we try and debunk them if we can. I say we try and debunk them. We just do a bit of internet research and see if it's been debunked in the past. Yeah, by anyone else. It's it, you know, it's. Uh... Well, I mean, they don't always have to be debunked either. I mean, there's going to be stories where we just say this is something that happens, and mm. and it's unexplainable, unexplainable in some, some way, them, shape, yeah. or form. It's basically but unfortunately the, the the URL ship high in transit was taken, was taken, which is why we went for the past tense ship yes. high in transit, and that kind of fits well with the theme as well because yeah. it's something that used to be. It's past tenses. Mm. Yeah. Used to be believed. It's a serendipitous 
turn of yeah. events. <laughs> yeah, it turned out for the best, or we made it work for us. Yeah, this is what we do. We take shortcuts wherever possible. Yes, we do. Oh dear. Yeah, so that's the basis of it. It, it came from Ira, so thank you, Ira, and Ozzy, obviously, mm. put the idea in our head. But also, it may not be myself and Ant every week. It may right. be that we throw this open to other podcasters out there from the Pog Pals group. Um, or even a further afield than or, that if yeah. somebody wants to get involved, if they've got a story and they'd like to tell the story themselves. Yeah, you can either come and record with us or you can record on whatever device it is that you can record on and we can try and link up or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be or something like that. Yeah, we want it to be fairly collaborative because, um, well, why not? Because really? we already do one podcast yeah, every week. Yeah. Yeah, we're not sure either. This might be fortnightly, it might be once a month. We don't know it yet. Might it might be very, very infrequent. Yeah. You it know, might just it's be when, as I and think when. what it's going to be, it's whenever we've got a little bit of free time or one of us has got some free time and we can try and hook up with another podcaster or something. I don't yeah, really, yeah. you know. We're, we've we're, spoken to some people and they've got other stories they were telling us. And we're mm. like, that's perfect. That's perfect. Come at us with that. Yeah. So yeah. So um, for this uh, episode, this pilot episode, we've chosen. Um, well, I've chosen one very local uh, yes. story, which is I. I think it's kind of unexplainable. It's unexplained. Yes. Um, there is a story behind it. It's quite interesting. Yeah, and it, it depends uh, on your stance on paranormal yeah. things as well, doesn't yeah. it? Whether it's yeah, you know, mine is ghost based. It's a make your own mind up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and mine is. Um, what is it? It's like something that happened that kind of exploded on the internet really mm. and some people still don't know that it has been debunked that True. it's been explained that, yeah you know it's a it's an interesting what what is uh um it's kind of touted as a natural phenomena um it could be to do with something that has been un- undiscovered yeah under the water or it but... could just be something nice and simple and yeah, easily explained. Yeah, which it more than likely is. Yes, but uh, we'll we'll get to those in a second. Um, yeah. Who wants to go first? I don't know whether we do international, big international one, or we do local to us one. I'm not. I mean, really... it could be quite cool. We could, despite what we said just before we started recording, it could be better to do the one that's been explained first, mm. and then leave it on a cliffhanger. I think that's probably a very good idea. And um, to uh, to the audience, to whoever you are. Who are, you know listening to this we are we haven't planned this this is why we're having this conversation live on air <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah let's start with your story then Ant. yeah mine can be summed up in a sound yes which, let's play oh, the sound here we go again. at some here we go, point yeah. we'll we'll try and get some sound up um while we're I've waiting yes i'll play a couple of seconds of it because it's a very long file it is but you might be familiar with this noise and you might have heard it on other podcasts out there and basically that's the noise and it's gonna loop it'll play it again just in case you missed it yeah there it is there it is again now, I know you're familiar with it. <clears throat> I am, yes. Yeah. I did a little bit of research into this years ago. Yeah, it's it's called The Bloop. It is. It is called The Bloop. Um, and it was recorded by... Oh, here we go. <laughs> I found the acronym. I've not actually found the name. It's like a deep sea... NOAA. It's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Yes. Uh, they're a company that have taken the... Um, they were microphones, weren't they? Deep sea microphones. They were placed at regular <clears throat> intervals and they were used for looking for subs during the first, second? Uh, World yes. War. Um, 
It's also um, they they warn about dangerous weather. They chart the seas. Yeah, and now the skies. That's, that's what they yeah, do now. But the microphones initially were for uh, yeah the war, searching uh, <clears throat> submarines yeah. and things like that or missiles. But yeah, now they've taken it and it, they, they they do it. They use the microphones for research purposes now. Just mm. to, and yeah, like you say for atmosphere. Um, what you just weather said. related and atmospheric yeah. uh, mapping and stuff like that. And yeah, and they picked up that noise back in two thousand. Oh, 1997. 97, it's a long time ago. So it was only a couple of years ago that people started going mad about it, wasn't it? Yeah, I read about it, I think, uh, some time around 2006. So it was still about 10 years old at that point. And had it been explained by that point? Um, I don't think so, because I believed it. Yeah, because I heard it on a podcast, funnily enough. Mm, so and mine this was, was just... about two years ago. Right, yeah. And they were talking about it as though... This this is the point of this podcast. Yeah. It was two years ago, and it must have been explained by then. You'd have thought so. I think so. it was explained quite quickly, according yeah. to articles I've read. But they, they said about it on the podcast and were saying, oh, what is this? They don't know what it is, you know. Essentially, what is the noise? It was recorded... Uh, yeah, the listening stations are like 5,000 kilometres apart. Yeah. And it was heard at such a distance and at such a volume that they thought it's it's got to be something huge, like a what happened to my voice then? Mm-hmm. It's got to be something huge, like a, a massive creature, mm. which is what people were believing. Like it was only two years ago people were saying this. And it exploded into this massive thing, but it must have been explained by then. You'd have thought people so. still believed it yeah. to be And this is this is the power of the internet, isn't it? It it's got the power to completely invent yeah things actually i have a couple of quick shits but oh, um you? yeah but we'll come to quick shits later <laughs> yeah. on that's not just me <laughs> talking out of line i need a quick shit <laughs> but yeah so it was um yeah and people still believe it to this day i think <clears throat> i've heard it more recently on some podcasts where they're talking mm. about it as unexplained thing and people just went mad like a massive undiscovered creature like the the, the kraken yeah things well, like that this one um funny enough it, it fits in really well with an rpg is that what you were going to go No, for? actually, oh, okay. I wasn't. You explain your bit. Oh, this fits in really well with an RPG because the area it was discovered was mm. the, the longitude and latitude, like the, the, the coordinates yeah. of where it was discovered, actually are very, very close to a place in myth. In It's in the Call of Cthulhu. Oh, right. The HP Lovecraft. Like, oh, it's yeah. very close to an sunken city called, I want to say, yeah it's one of those it's r apostrophe l y e h yeah and i did look up how to pronounce it and everyone says it differently i see but yeah it's a fictional lost city that first appeared in hp lovecraft short story the call of cthulhu mm-hmm. so people were mad like oh it's cthulhu yeah, he's come yeah, yeah. who's this giant tentacled underwater monster <laughs> um yeah so people and people use that for like uh, dungeons and dragons i think they've got sort mm. of cthulhu myth and things yeah it's one of the monsters yeah, so people went mad for that, saying, oh, it could be that. Oh, and I see. People thought it was this massive creature. Yeah. But it wasn't. Well, the reason, I've just oh, realised yeah. the reason that I was looking it up on Wikipedia, because I used to go on these massive Wikipedia rabbit hole hunts. You know, mm. I've spent days of my life reading up on Area 51 and all the experimental aircraft that have come out of there and all the well, rest of it. But Wikipedia being the most reliable source of course, Of course, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting because you go down those little blue links... Yeah. And you disappear for days. Um, and what it was is that I was looking up, we were going to go and watch Cloverfield. Uh. And at the time, obviously Cloverfield, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a J.J. Abrams film and it's about um, this gigantic sea monster that comes yeah. out of 
the sea and wreaks havoc in New York. It was basically J.J. Abrams doing Godzilla, but for America, because America doesn't really have its own Godzilla. Well, they do. It's well, Godzilla, they don't. <laughs> no, they stole it from Japan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and I, I like that film. It's it's a bit I, of fun. Some friends I'm of mine... I'm one of those people that hasn't seen it, but I do know. Yeah, one of my friends had to leave the uh, the cinema because of the J- shaky cam Oh, stuff. motion sickness, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got really, uh, really ill. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a lot of viral advertising that went into it, and um, part of the viral advertising, I think, I don't know whether they used the bloop thing as this. Like, oh, this really? Is what, this is oh, what was okay. found because there was JJ uh, Abrams was very. I mean, this might link in too much with anywhere but here type territory. But JJ Abrams is um, renowned for doing really, really in- interesting and massive viral advertising. Yeah, because you know, in every single film and even the Alias TV series, there's yeah. um, that fake drink Slusho. Oh, okay. Um, it's on vending machines and it's on T-shirts and stuff in every single film. Like even in Star Trek, oh, it's really? on the menu. Um, in the first Star Trek, it's on the menu that Captain Kirk's. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. It, he puts it in everywhere, like subliminally. And um, the Slew Show website is like this weird Japanimation type thing. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. colourful and all this stuff. But if you read really in depth about the contents of this fictional soft drink yeah um part of the ingredient that makes it taste so good they have to drill it out of the out of um a specific ravine in the middle of the pacific oh, okay. or something and they kind of claimed that this was what woke the creature that really? came to new york oh which was God. the cloverfield monster coca-cola brought <laughs> up <the bloop. laughs> basically yeah um and then yeah, they kind of tied the bloop signal into it, so that's why I was. Oh, that's where you. Oh, that's, I see. Yeah, so that's my little yeah. bit of history with the bloop. In fact, actually, this goes to prove it. CNN.com in two thousand and two they first reported, or they reported on the bloop. Okay. So this was five years after it after it actually been recorded. So yeah, scientists have revealed a mysterious recording. They could they say it could be the sound of a giant beast lurking in the depths of the ocean. <laughs> this was five years after. Yeah, yeah. So it was like this sort of thing that brought it up into people's mm. sort of consciousness. Consciousness, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. While it bears the varying frequency hallmark of marine animals, it is a far more powerful call. Uh, it's far more powerful than the calls made by any creatures known on Earth. Britain's new scientists reported on Thursday. It was too big for a while, and one theory is that the, it is a deep sea monster, possibly a many tentacled giant squid, also known <laughs> as Cthulhu. <laughs> and people wonder where they get these mental stories. Yeah, from. I mean, really. If an, if, uh, if an I'm just going to double check that Cthulhu is a <clears throat> tentacled squid. I don't want to piss off any. <laughs> any D&D type. Well, any H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, he's got tentacled face, he's I think. Got, yeah, it looks like one of those things off Doctor Who. Yeah, an ood. Yeah. Kind of looks like an ood. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so that is right. It's, it's like CNN have brought it up again and done this, but like I say, it wasn't. It wasn't Cthulhu. Mm. It wasn't Godzilla. It wasn't the Abrams monster. No, and actually, that um, that bloop signal that we played for you—that's actually sped up sixteen times, which as well. is what gives it that sound. Yeah, which makes it sound like that. It's sped up sixteen times. So and I don't know. You there can't... is no. That is how they release the sound. There is no version. There's no original version. Proper... You can get versions that are slowed down 16 times, but unfortunately, if you slow something down that much, it's, it sounds really artificial. Yeah. And it's, it, not it's... The, it's not the pure recording. No, I mean, it? let's try and find the version. Mm. Uh... <clears throat> um, and they're saying as well um, that 
<clears throat> obviously because when you listen to the slowed down version the proper version uh the uh the frequency rises rapidly for about a minute right and apparently it was of sufficient amplitude to be heard on multiple sensors at a range of over 5000 kilometers which is what you were saying there it was yeah. spaced that far apart but it was still heard um it goes on for over a minute uh so we're trying to find yeah. a version of the bloop now, which has been slowed down, but obviously will not sound anything like um, a kind of... This is the know, original recording they released and the slowed down 16 times. So, okay. And it's three and a half minutes long. Of course. So, so that's, we know that's the, original. that's the original. Let's try and skip through. Here we go. This... See that to me, that's not that's not slowed down sixteen times. That one, not like the ones I've heard before. That's it. This is it. And I'm sorry, but that makes it sound even more like a scary creature. Yeah, it sounds like a motorbike. <laughs> but according to this, the real time recording, but it's not. It's it's the that file, the sixteen times sped up, slowed, slowed down. down. So you get this time stretching effect, and yeah. You can't make sense of it. No. But in fact, what the um, the the people who are they called the NOAA, the NOAA what they've actually said is yeah, the NOAA is pretty sure that it wasn't an animal, but the sound of a relatively common event, mm-hmm. the cracking of an ice shelf as it breaks up from the Antarctica. Yes, and that's what it's explained as now. The reason it's probably so loud and so clear is because sound actually travels better underwater. Yeah, that's right. Because Which is obviously why... it's moving the water. Yeah. Everything sounds muffled, but that's because our ears aren't used to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If you're a whale, yeah, you'd be able to tell exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, sound... of course, whale signals as well can travel for miles and miles and miles. Underwater, they? yeah. yeah. They wouldn't do so well on Earth. No. no. But it is be- well, on Earth, outside the water. <laughs> But yeah, it's the sound of an Arctic ice shelf cracking. Mm. And it's been discussed and they hear that sound all the time. And, you know, it's, it's a bit it's of nothing a, exciting. It's a no, letdown. It's an it's anti-climax, it, it, but that's it the point. A bit of an I know, I know that the whole big giant creature thing is a lot more exciting, but... Mm. Yeah. So um, they essentially, yeah, it was a, an Icelandic, I think, wasn't it? Um, I, oh, no, an ice quake, they call it. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, Oh dear. Uh, near South Georgia in Antarctica or something like yeah. that, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, State University seismologist Robert Ziak. Ziak? Yeah, D Z I A K. Zak. You'll Ziak. find that we can't pronounce people's Jack. names either. Jack. Maybe know. Jack. By email to check it out. He confirmed that the bloop really was just an ice quake, and it turns out this that's kind of what they always thought it was. The theory of a giant animal making noises loud enough to be heard across the Pacific was more fantasy than science. Mm. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Everything's fantasy until but it's everyone proven. Everyone wants to imagine that that's what it is. And oh, excuse me. <laughs> and this is why um, this is why that myth has kind of taken on a life of its own. Yeah, because people want to believe. This there'll there'll still be people out there who goes, "Oh, it's just a cover up." Yeah, you yeah. know, it is a giant monster. Yeah, and this is the thing. This is the thing with this podcast as well. It's like we can debunk all we want. People are still going to believe it. People are still going to believe it. Um, because you never know, do you? Yeah, could I be really wanted up. to believe it. Yeah. Um, I kind of do, but at the same time, 
if you watch stuff like Cloverfield and Godzilla, yeah, these things, these giant monsters that are woken by humans, it never ends well for the humans. <laughs> well, no, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it does end quite on a down. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. A signal discovered in 1997, still people to this day, even though it was debunked back as early as 2002. Um, yeah, people still, still believe. Believe what? Twelve years on now. Shit. Yeah. So, the and this is you know it's it's interesting that people still want to believe this stuff. Yeah, and like like I said that the article written by um, CNN mm. where they're saying it's undiscovered, they don't know what it is. That was written five years later in this other article, which is on wired.co.uk. It's the second result when you type the bloop into Google. Yeah. Like, they said that they always believed it was an ice quake. Yeah. So there was never really an official... It was just somebody put it out there. This is a sound. And everyone went, whoa. Yeah. And he probably just went, you know, it's this, this, and this. But, you know, it kind of sounds like a monster, don't it? (laughs) And CNN went, whoa, it's a monster. It's... That's what you get with artistic license with your writing. Yeah, isn't well, it? it's Chinese whispers as well. Well, isn't it? this yeah, is the thing. You know, people want to make something more out of it than it already is, I mean, and especially tabloid journalists. I mean, if you want to go and fight a real life Cthulhu, be my guest. Yeah, don't don't involve me. As long as you've got a sharpness five sword yes. with magic stuff, I don't know how to and beat Cthulhu. I don't play D and D. D twenties. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't roll a dice at him. <laughs> See what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it does end on a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah, so we'll find better ways of ending rather than building up this whole thing. You know, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, this is the pilot. You know, this yeah. we're still finding our feet. We haven't really. We decided to do this last night, didn't we? Yes. Really, yeah. we haven't put a lot of thought into it. But hey, that's this what is, we do. Uh, this is what happens. You know. Um, so that's one quite large international one. That still find viable. Um, you know, they still want to believe in uh, underwater gigantic monsters rather than just the simple explanation that is ice break up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want to go with your quick shits <clears throat> first? Well, yeah. What I was going to say is that um, quick shits is a thing that we were going to do <laughs> kind of a quick fire uh, internet. Yeah, sort of something that doesn't need explaining, doesn't need a big yeah. story. There's no interesting big backstory to mm. it as such. No. Um, there's, uh, there's a myth that's been spread from actual internet research into how the internet can disseminate misinformation or oh, okay. disinformation, sorry. Um, in that in your lifetime, you will swallow seven spiders during your sleep. Oh yes. Won't happen. No. Cause your gag reflex would kick in. It would stop. Vomiting up the spider. Yeah. You wouldn't... would wake up and go, shit, there's a yeah. spider in my but mouth. Everyone believes it. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I still do sometimes. I forget that I've yeah. someone has told me it's not true. But That's, when you explain it like that, yeah, that is very true. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't get past your tonsils. And I would definitely wake up if one was crawling across <laughs> exactly, my Exactly, yeah. That's, That's not to say that spiders can't lay eggs under your skin. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Tom's terrified of spiders, which is why I did that. <sighs> and I'm sure Sean will listen to this. So Sorry, Sean. <laughs> Oh, did I show you that? Oh, I'll show you later. Okay. He sent me an email year, weeks, months ago <laughs> about spiders. Anyway. Um, <laughs> did you have uh, a quick I, Yeah, I can give you a quick shit. Okay. I can take a quick shit on you. Um, <laughs> now, there's this, 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 this big thing on the internet. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've heard some people believe 
that it's like uh, old mother's old wives' tale mm. about the Slender Man. Ah, yes. And I've told you about the Slender Man, who's yes. this tall, tall guy, pale-faced guy in like a. It looks like he's in a suit, yeah. and he's standing in the back of photos with children in. I mean, mm. people would see that and be really scared and believe it might be an old wives' tale, but it's not. It actually, um, I think. It was Reddit, I think it originated on. Oh, right. where it was a whole thing to you know make up your own sort of myth and legend, and some and somebody said about this Slender Man, mm. and they just Photoshop pictures, oh, and I that's see. where it started. It was just like a make up your own mystery, make up your own horror thing, but it just exploded into this because he's so so creepy. Yeah. He just exploded into this thing. There's games, there's books, there's even a, I think there's a film being made about it now. Really. And it was just because some guy made it up on a forum post on like, it was either Reddit or 4chan. Um, apparently, according to Wikipedia, yes, uh, it was on a thread in the Something Awful forum on oh, June really? 8th, 2009, with the goal of editing photographs to contain supernatural entities. Yeah. On June 10th, a former poster with the username Victor Surge contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it started. Oh, so he posted the picture, and then the story was and made then it up. Became basically, it became a meme. Yeah, effectively, is what the slender but, you know, man is. You know, it's easy for people to misinterpret that and think it's a real thing. Mm. But yeah, it was created on a forum. Someone did it. Yeah, and there's games, and they're terrifying. <laughs> yes, I've seen you play them. Yeah, but so yeah, there you go, Slender Man. Mm. That is a quick shit. Yes. So those were quick shits. One for me, one for Mam. There we go. Uh, I'm going to close out on a, on a more local, um, a more local story. Basically, uh, Ant and I are from Kent. We're from yes. Maidstone. Um, I now live in Rochester, the other side yeah. of Bluebell Hill. Yes. And uh, there is a road that connects Rochester and Maidstone that goes down Bluebell Hill called the A2. Two no, nine. 29. A2 and this is quite a historic road, actually. It dates back to... Yeah, it goes um, all the way from like central Rochester all the way into Maidstone and, and through then through Maidstone to Hastings, to Hastings yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. The so Hastings Road, The Hastings Road, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, and it's... Yeah, it's been Wasn't around it, for a while, but... It, uh, where the, uh, some army marched. I believe it's um, where the... Uh, I want to say History it's, of Maidstone. Because yeah, Watt Tyler was part of the uh, yes. revolution, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Civil War... Um, yeah, because Maidstone figured prominently in the Civil War. I did a bit about it. The Battle of Maidstone, wasn't it? Yeah, there was. Uh, And I believe the Roundheads were the ones who were Cromwell's men. So it was the other ones marched from here. Yeah. Oh, no. See, I wasn't prepared for that. No, sorry. But yeah, it's a very historic road. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's mentioned in many a historical tome. But there is one um, story about Bluebell Hill specifically, and it is a route that, we both use quite regularly. On a weekly basis, yeah. one of us does it. Yeah. For the podcast. Yeah. Um, where there is uh, a ghost. The ghost of Bluebell Hill is uh, one of the most famous ghost stories to come out of Kent. It's been reported in a number of national newspapers with many uh, repeat experiences. Now, um, this is something that I've heard about, but I don't know specifics. Yeah. I, um, I've heard about it ever since I can remember, really. It's been... It's, it's infamous. It's, yeah, especially in this... Area. In this area, yeah. Um, you often, well, not often, you occasionally get a story on the local news about it. I remember the last one probably happened in the 90s, mind you. But It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you do still hear stories of people who reckon they've seen something 
Yeah, I never have. I've driven down it. No, night time. In my twenty nine years, I've never seen one. No, and um, my family have always, you know, we've we've driven up and down that road quite a few yeah, times. That's true. Yeah, at night as well, you know. Um, but basically, what it is, uh, motorists witness a woman running out in front of their cars, uh, and the woman locks eyes with you as you're driving down the hill chills. and literally um, runs into the front of your car. Yeah. Um, and yeah, many people have, have described seeing this uh, woman clad all in white who runs out, just stares you straight in the eye as you run her over. But every single person who runs her down gets out of the car to look under the car or to, to have a look to see mm. what's happened to this woman. And she's not there she's never yeah, there yeah i think i've heard her her heard of her being a hitchhiker as well mm. but this might be something that's got yeah, mixed up where there she, is... she gets in your car you drive down the road and then she's not there when yeah, you look in your rearview mirror there she are, always gets in the back there are stories of phantom hitchhikers yeah mm. but um, i thought that was blue hill ghost but it's probably the, stories getting mixed stories do mix and intertwine i've heard this one as well where you yeah, hit her and she's yeah. not there when you look under the this car this is the prevailing one about um the ghost of the bluebell hill is the girl who runs out in front of your car yeah um i mean it, it's happened as far back as 1969 uh there was a man on his way home to rochester late at night saw two pedestrians walking towards him then suddenly disappear on another occasion he witnessed the pedestrians again walking across the road however this time the car drove straight through them oh okay as he saw it coming the other way yeah so that's slightly different yeah really but he saw two getting knocked over yes yeah. Um, in 1974, a man called Maurice Goodenough uh, was uh, driving through Bluebell Hill or down Bluebell Hill when a young girl jumped out in front of his car. He said, the girl just walked out in front of me from the edge of the road. My car hit her with a hell of a bang. Uh, he jumped out of his car to tend to the girl who he found lying in the road with a cut to her forehead and grazes on her knees. He covered her with a blanket and tried to wave down passers-by, but no one would stop. He thought it would be unwise to try and move her into his car, so he rushed off to Rochester Police Station to report what had happened. Now, that's a long way away, Rochester Police Station. But no mobile phones. No, exactly. 1974, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, they returned to the scene to find nothing but the blanket good enough had placed over her. A search was called in the nearby area, but there was no success. The search resumed at dawn with tracker dogs, but no scent, tracks or blood could be found. A check on hospital admissions as well as a newspaper appeal for the missing child were carried out, but nobody stepped forward. Goodenough was interviewed by the News of the World that Saturday night and was obviously still shaken and adamant about the fact he had hit a girl. Um, and the press jumped to the assumption that the girl must have been a ghost. There we go. Yeah. That's the origin then. Yeah, pretty much. That's the origin of the girl. Because he probably, there's a good chance he did hit someone. Well, yeah. Because obviously there would have been damage to his car, otherwise that would have come up. Mm. It doesn't actually say in this about any damage to his car. He just said that he hit her with a hell of a bang. But you'd think if there was no damage to his car, that would have been a big yeah. part of the story. Yeah. But he got out, she was there, he covered over the blanket, the blanket was still there. But he said she had a cut on her head and grazed knees. That's all she had. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as though, yeah, he did hit someone. But obviously when he went off, she got up and walked off. Yeah. Because she was walking somewhere anyway. Yeah. So that is probably, that did happen. Yeah, That probably possibly. did happen. And that's where the ghost story but originated. Again, your, uh, your your national press jumped straight to it being a, a, it's ghost. a ghost. Yeah, so that's where it... That's where it comes from. 
There so, we go. Um, and the, the last one that I actually remember being on the news back in 1992, I'd have only been seven. Yeah. But I do remember it being on Meridian this Tonight. This probably around coast the to time coast, that actually, everyone, it, it kind of came up, came yeah. up in the uh, well, local conscience. Again, yeah, isn't yeah, it? I think so. Um, Ian Sharp, a 54-year-old coach driver, was on his way home to Maidstone when a young woman appeared directly in front of his vehicle near the Aylesford southbound turn-off of the A229. Uh, the woman strangely stared into his eyes before he hit her with the body going under the bonnet. Mortified, he slammed on his brakes and jumped out to help the woman. I honestly thought I'd killed her, he said. You can't imagine how it felt. I was so scared to look underneath, but I knelt down and looked straight through. There was nothing there. He then looked around the vehicle and at the side of the road but found no one. So sure he was of hitting the woman, he went to the police station at Rochester to tell them about the incident. He was on his way to Maidstone. Why did he go back to Rochester? I don't know. <laughs> Aware of the area and its reports, the police went on to explain the legend that surrounds the area. Nevertheless, the police returned with him to the scene and sure enough, the search proved fruitless. Ian Sharp later described it as the most terrifying experience of his life. Also, later um, that month and a year... What? <laughs> also later that month and year two motorists reported oh, okay. hitting a woman wearing a red scarf near the Robin Hood Lane at the Blue, at, Blue, at Bluebell Hill they searched and informed the police but yet again no body was ever found see now yeah that's probably where it came back up in the the local conscience because yeah I think probably the first guy because he got out and she was there yeah you know you could say that's the debunking that's where the story originated but this yeah. other story is quite convincing mm. so and i remember that girl did she walk off and die and now it's repeating yeah. like this you is, know that's what people, is that now <laughs> that's <laughs> what people that's how ghost stories start it's yeah. always the ghost is doing the same thing every time there's yeah, always yeah. a woman walking along the landing with a lantern and yeah or a candle you know she's always They're there repeating, doing the same and thing. that's why people think that ghosts are the echoes of something that's happened in history yeah. rather than actual um specters or spirits um that it's some kind of cosmic imprint yeah it's like a memory isn't it replaying itself yeah again we we might get into this kind of thing later on um but uh it's it's actually a matter of record that um in the evening of friday 19th november 1965 two cars were in a collision on bluebell hill right three of the four young women in one of the vehicles which was a mark one ford cortina yeah, uh, died, which crashed into a Jaguar, I believe, coming right. down the other way. Uh, three of the women died as a result of their injuries. One instantly. Uh, the driver of the other vehicle was uninjured, and his companion, although badly hurt, wasn't dis- was discharged from hospital a few days later. Um, their car hit the Jaguar after skidding on a dangerous bend near the bridge over the old Chatham Road, which Is that the one at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is it's at the top right of the, the hill. Top. Yeah. Um, one of the fatally injured women was a bride-to-be. Her wedding, scheduled for the following day, was never to take place. It had been too late to inform a number of the wedding guests who dutifully gathered at the church in Gillingham the next day only to be turned away. And this is another thing about the white dress, you see. Yes, because I have heard it as being a wedding dress before as well. Yeah, Yeah, so it could be one of these women who died in the car crash in 1965. But only on my right side, not my left side. (laughs) There's a reason for that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, in the early part of that Saturday, surgeons were involved in a desperate struggle to save her life, but to no avail. Her injuries had been too severe, and she died five days later in the West Kent Hospital in Maidstone without regaining consciousness. She was unaware of the vigil that um, she was unaware of the vigil that her fiance had kept by her bedside throughout. Um, don't tell me it's a red scarf. <laughs> Please don't tell me it's a red scarf. Um, so, um. The interesting thing, that crash happened at the top just before you go into Chatham, isn't it? Yes, but most of the sightings actually happen the around the lower bell, halfway yeah. up, just past the shell garage. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. where there's that footbridge over. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's well, maybe that is where the most Chatham of Road. them... The bridge. Yeah, but that's a footbridge, isn't it? So. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, there's local knowledge mm. for you. Which I mean, to... there are, um, there are, like you say, uh, reported sightings of phantom hitchhikers, and it's mostly a woman who gets into the back seat and then completely disappears. Yeah, later that's on. exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you said. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether they're linked, whether that's a slightly more sensible ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that like, you don't hear too many stories about it now. I mean, obviously now. Bluebell Hill has changed. It's now two separate roads. Yeah, isn't it? Like before, they crashed like going up and down, and but now it's separated into a dual carriageway. So there's actually divided in the middle. Yeah, there's no way you could have it. And on people don't pick anymore. up hitchhikers anymore. No. So that would be the reason you don't hear that story anymore. No, exactly. But um, yeah, so there's a basis behind this ghost story. Mm. Um, is the woman on the night before her wedding yeah uh being killed in a in a well eventually succumbing to her injuries and then maybe this is why she's trying to get into the back of people's cars to get to Gillingham or you know yeah. I don't know why she would run out under a bus but well, she might have been trying to cross to the other side because yeah. she wanted to go in the other direction quite possibly um but yeah, so that's one of those ones you kind of make your own mind up. Yeah, I think it's it's open to whatever your particular spiritual beliefs are, I guess, really, because there's no definitive answer to this one. It's just an interesting, unexplained yes thing that certain people are absolutely adamant that they've seen, and some people, like myself and yourself, have never yeah. seen anything up there before in our entire lives. And to be fair kind of hope never to oh i really I'm honest to especially her. the hitchhiker like i'm not picking up hitchhikers fuck that <laughs> especially if they're on bluebell hill yeah um but yeah i think but yeah effectively it's got a grounding where you can kind of see the origins of the myth in the car yeah. crash yeah in that and car there's that crash. kind of romanticized thing about oh it was her wedding night and she's trying to get back to it's always somebody's wedding, wedding night isn't yeah, it yeah 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 there is one from um West Wickham Village that I could tell yeah. in a later podcast. Perhaps, Maybe, yeah. We'll see. Um, which has a funny story attached to it. Oh, really? Mm. Awesome. So. But there you are. Um, so that's kind of how this podcast will go, I think. Yeah, I think it um, was. One big international type myth or urban Maybe legend. Maybe a more local one to yourself. Like, Maybe, yeah. Like we've brought a local one from around our way because... This is where we're from. Yeah. If there were, um, if there was a, a host on here from another part of the world or another part of the country, we would focus on their local uh, story. Local stories. Um, 
so yeah, I, and and then a couple of quick shits in the middle, or maybe yeah. at the end. I don't know. Take a quick dump in the middle. Yeah, oh, shit. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I like quick dump shits. of information. Yeah, exactly. Um, nice. And uh, and then yeah, I, I think that would that would pretty much be it. I think this is the basis That's now, it. and um, I hope that it's been informative or interesting at or least. interesting you know let um, us know on twitter or yeah, via email um we'll yeah set up an find email us eventually for yeah this. we've just bought the domain for ship tie and transit so it will be its own separate entity but for the moment it's part of uh, anywhere but here yes um so if you do want to get in touch with us about um you know perhaps hosting or bringing in your own um, story, presenting it yourself. Uh, if you're a podcaster out there and you're listening to this and you want to get involved, hit us up at uh, abhpod at gmail.com. Yeah, or at abhpod on Twitter, like we say, just yep. to say you're interested and, you know, we can give you a follow and do some direct messaging. We'll get or... to know you and you can tell us your story. We can figure out dates we'll and stuff and... and who you can post with. Yeah, yeah. Because either one of us can do the part of it on this side and once it grows to its full potential hopefully it will take on a life of its own and other people yes. can start contributing on their own without our direct involvement perhaps i don't know sounds perfect we want this to be um very kind of collaborative uh, yeah collaborative and audience participation -y. so if you've got any uh, if you're listening to this, you're not a podcaster or anything you want to you want us to cover something that you find interesting just give us a link yeah, um, yeah. Let us know about it. Something, and, and we'll we go will... and do some research or something. Yeah, and we'll do a lot more research than we've done for this particular episode. Yes, because um, this was very we, last minute. We want to be a bit more kind of definitive because we are a bit slapdash sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> as you've probably figured out. If you listen to anywhere bit here, you definitely know that. Yes, um, but yeah. So uh, for the pilot of Ship High in Transit, uh, I think we've done a fairly good job there. Yes, we've debunked a major international myth and we've introduced a local or i would say we've informed people of a international myth that has been debunked yeah okay yeah, yeah we yeah. haven't we debunked haven't debunked anything. it ourselves but this is this is the point it's bringing it to the general attention of people who might not realize <laughs> yes that they're being duped <laughs> <laughs> good stuff um so yeah and we've brought your attention to a local legend from round our way which is neither it's not decisive you know yeah make your own mind up yeah go and research it's very interesting look yeah. for the bluebell hill ghost Again, you, you know, can Google fall it, down rabbit it's... holes. Yeah, you will. That. And you'll find a lot of other things. Like there's there's websites like hauntedkent.com. They're, they're quite interesting. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of these places are a little bit uh, sensational. So take what you read with a grain of salt. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's for you to make up your own mind, really. And like I say, get into contact with us uh, if you've got anything that you want us to cover or if you want to come on and uh, co-host. Awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. So uh, for this episode, I suppose that... Of um, Shipped High in Transit. Shipped High in Transit. Uh, I have been Tom with oh. my Bluebell Hill Ghost. And I've been Ant with my Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, whenever that shall be. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>